Hello everyone, welcome to and welcome back to the Critique and Chill Podcast. As always, it's your host Cadence, and in this review, I'll be going over Hercules, the Disney film. Hercules is and always will be one of my favorites. It is straight nines and tens in every category. It has a great look, the music is spot on, the story is not too serious but doesn't let classic cartoon silliness get in the way of developing a good plot full of emotion and good messages, all in a neat hour and a half or so. But before I continue, because the movie was made in 1997, I'm just going to assume that everyone has already seen it at this point, especially if you're listening to this review. So let's get into it. The colors of this movie are very vibrant, especially during the parts that take place in Olympus. I appreciate the decision to differentiate the gods by giving them a fluorescent glow and by making their colors the brightest. It's an interesting bit of subtext to be found to see that Hades is the only god without that glow, speaking to his impurity that is maybe brought on by his dealings with the mortal world. The rest of the gods are never seen away from Olympus. Zeus is the only somewhat exception, but even when he does talk to Hercules outside of Olympus, he does so by means of a statue, and from very early on, it's clear why. Hercules, the kidnapped son of Zeus, who is stripped of everything that made him a god except his supernatural strength, gets treated like an abomination by other mortals. Before Herc starts presenting himself as a hero to people, they ridicule him because of his monstrous strength, calling him a freak and putting him into social exile. We as the audience know of Herc's god status, so we understand that the error on both Herc's and the mortal side is that they are treating him like a human when he is so much more than that, choosing to lash out with fear and anger simply because they can't comprehend his power. Sound familiar? It's no wonder why Zeus and the other gods stay away from humans, choosing to watch them from afar. If Zeus was to disguise himself as a mortal and start accidentally throwing lightning bolts, then they would probably run in terror, praying to the very god they are unknowingly fleeing from. It's crazy how most of the story's conflict comes from Herc not knowing where he belongs, and how the rest of the conflict comes from people not knowing their role. Hercules doesn't understand for a good chunk of the movie what it really means to be a god, Hades is trying to rule beyond his territory, and the mortals, the civilians if you will, judge holy royalty, albeit unknowingly. Aside from that, the absolute best part of this movie is the music. Most of the songs being sung or ushered in or at the very least having something to do with the muses. The ebony-skinned holy vocalists that serve as the narrators of this story. All of the movie's highest points are either initiated or punctuated by the muses, and the amount of soul they put into every song is felt every step of the way. When assisting Meg during Won't Say I'm In Love, you can really feel the urging in their voices as they try to bring Meg closer and closer to realizing her love for Hercules. I personally get chills when I hear them sing about her being turned mortal because of the sheer pain they're able to convey, while at the same time never sounding hopeless. And there is an argument to be had about the fact that black people are only allowed in this movie to tell the stories and help them move along, but not actually be a part of them. But the muses bring too much joy and too much real heart to this movie to let any bitterness or bias taint their performance or their involvement in the movie, even if said bitterness is well placed. 
what is also worth mentioning at this point is that a lot of my love for hercules comes from childhood so a lot of the chills and goosebumps i get from this story and the music are from nostalgic memories however with that being said one thing that really holds the film up and something that i didn't notice when i was younger is how similar herc's story is to modern stories of expiring musicians or artists how many creatives can identify with herc being ridiculed and laughed at for his gifts just because he is where he doesn't belong at no fault of his own how many times has an artist had to prove himself or herself despite their past deeds very much like when herc didn't get any real applause until he defeated the hydra when prior to that he had already saved the lives of as far as the audience was concerned two children it's just refreshing to see that a movie of this quality and of this age is still good enough to offer motivation to creators as long as they are open-minded enough to know that it is here and that's why i love hercules so much because of all the parallels that it has with modern issues it allows the movie to still hold up to a reasonable standard while not losing any of the things that made it great in the first place and as for just a little bit of a side note one thing that i liked about the movie personally one particular part is during the zero to hero song you can see that hercules bought his parents this really big house which really just reminded me of a rap story and that's it y'all you know that's my review of hercules it's really good i think you should check it out if by some magical way you still haven't seen it even though it's like stupid old and if you have seen it i think you should watch it again it's great thank you for listening to this review thank you for listening to me this long if you made it this far thank you for listening to other episodes if you've done so thank you for taking the chance on the kid if this is your first one be sure to go follow me on twitter at critique chill or instagram at critique and chill or don't it's all cool i just appreciate you listening until next time thank you